0: Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey girl, hey, thanks for hanging out with me today on the way to the grocery store, dropping off kids, driving home from work, wherever you are making life happen every single day. Whether you work in or outside the home, what you do matters. I want to remind you of how amazing you are. Whether you work in or outside the home, whatever you do, it matters. It may look as though your kids will always be little or eight or 12 or 17, that they'll never potty train or sleep through the night, that your eight-year-old will tell you a three-minute story that takes 17 minutes, or that your teen will always feel like a persnickety cat. (laughs) But it's all so fleeting. We're in the long game here, and you're creating memories, and you're building a legacy. And whatever season you're in, good or bad, it won't last forever. Today, I have an episode for you. For those of you who are raising a family while building a business, grab a pen and paper or the notes app on your phone. This conversation, you're going to want to take notes. Today, I'm interviewing Shelly Tyson. She's the founder of Cultivate, an online space for women of faith and entrepreneurship to find resources, encouragement and connection as they build their home life and business that serve others and glorify God. She's also a coach. She's married, a mother of four, and resides in Atlanta, Georgia. Hi, Shelly. Welcome to the show. Hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. It is
1: a true honor and privilege to be with you today.
0: Oh, I feel that way as well. You know, starting a business while raising a family, it definitely has its challenges, right?
1: Yes, that is kind of the understatement of the century. Challenge is a great word.
0: Yes. For the moms out there that are building a business or, or going back to school or reentering corporate life, it's definitely not for the faint of heart. <laughs> no, so, it
1: is not, but it is possible. It is so possible.
0: Yes. Why did you decide to, to start a business? Was there a, a calling or what was your Why?
1: You know, when I first started, I do not think that it was deeper than just wanting an extra stream of income and really just desiring flexibility while I was raising my kids. They came close together and very quickly. And so I was in the trench of the trench is what I like to call it. And I knew that I wanted an extra stream of income, but I really did not want to have to trade hours for money and being away from my kids. And so I just started my own business really out of a desire to have flexibility and then also have that additional stream of income. And that was strictly my why. It was that surface level initially. um, And certainly it's grown deeper and deeper over the last four years. But that was initially kind of the reason that I got started in the first place.
0: Oh, I love it. I love to hear mom's when they, you know, have this this why, this like burn, this passion, you know, in their life that they want to start something and serve and help others. I know when starting my writing career with a local paper while raising a family, I mean, now I have four teenagers, but then they were, you know, from infant to five years old. And it has been the ultimate juggle of all juggles i mean spinning of all the plates i had this epic moment where my kids came to you know some of my events to hear me speak or celebrate the launch of my book and then you know they've seen me cry in the (laughs) cul-de-sac over the lies that i have told myself yes i think that my
1: children for the longest while didn't really know what i did because it was all in the pockets of my day and much of my day was spent taking care of them. And so there were times when they would ask me questions about, you know, what was I doing on my computer or my phone? Or why was I going to an event like you're talking about? And I tried to explain it to them and it seemed so foreign because All they saw was me doing mom, my mom job. And it was beautiful to see their perspective begin to shift of what was possible, even in the trench of the trench of motherhood. And of course, that's grown now over the last four years. Um, And it was exciting to be able to bring them along in that journey and let them kind of inside to my own personal growth and development as God began to grow me through that
0: process. Oh, I love that. And it's so true. You know, oftentimes people say like, oh, growing up, I never saw my kids, my parents fight. And you're like, really? Well, they definitely did. And I think it's a disservice when, you know, you don't show them the full picture of life and like, hey, you know, sometimes making history, sometimes building a dream. Those things are outside of the nine to five, you know, whatever you want to build, whatever you want to do and create Oftentimes, it's before the sun rises or it's after the sun sets and the kids are in bed. I mean, it's just if you want to do it, you have to oftentimes build it outside of that nine to five. My heart longed to have this space outside of motherhood. For me, I wanted to serve and I wanted to help other women. You know, in order to successfully, though, create those memories and build a legacy, it was a lot of work. There were so many times (laughs) that I wanted to quit. So, oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever have any of those
1: moments, Shelley? <laughs> oh yes. You know, when I first started, I think I had a very fairy tale um picture of what entrepreneurism was supposed to look like, and in in some ways I think it actually mirrored my picture of what I thought motherhood was going to look like. And then you get into it and you realize, "Oh wow, there are a lot of messy pieces to this." Um but as I've kind of gone through the journey, I've learned to really embrace the mess because it is, I I just imagine a picture of kind of like a mosaic and it takes each one of the kind of broken pieces to put together to make the picture. And um, so it's funny that motherhood and my growing a business journey actually have had so many similarities along the way. And the quitting part is just one of the pieces. Um, And I still today still today um, experience those moments of, you know, am I really cut out for this? Um, But I think that they are shorter in duration than they were in the beginning. And that's exciting to me. And I celebrate that that amount of growth that's happened in the last four years.
0: I love how you say that you accept and you celebrate the mess because Mm -hmm. it's mostly mess. Yeah. And (laughs) it's a little masterpiece, right? When you dust it off and you're like, oh my goodness, the time and pressure created this diamond. You know, the hard times, the pushing and pulling, it almost felt like a tug of war. You know, when you're climbing that mountain, the other day I was climbing a mountain and there was a lady wearing like a bedazzled jacket, like a little jacket, and she had a like a venti coffee. And then someone else was, you know, in their yoga pants, and they look totally prepared for the day. And I thought, I wonder how far the bedazzled lady's gonna get up the mountain. You know, I mean, <laughs> does she really know? And that's probably like me in the very beginning when I first started my business. And I thought, this is gonna be so fun, and I'm gonna work like lot less and we're going to be rich and uh, (laughs) and then the next thing I know I'm like you know customer service and cleaning the toilet and doing accounting and you're just like oh my gosh how did I get here
1: Yeah. Yes, but somewhere along the way, I think when you do trade maybe the venti coffee and the bedazzled jacket for the right, you know, tools and the right attire, the climb in some ways does become easier. And I think that that is one thing that I have learned along the way to pick up the right tools. And to ask for help along the way when I felt like I wasn't equipped um, and I wasn't ready for the job. And that's been humbling in so many ways because, you know, we, as women, we want to think that we can do it all. And the reality is we can't and we aren't designed to. Um, and so I've, I think probably you can relate to this too of learning where your like zone of genius is and as much as possible staying in that lane and then asking other people to do the other things.
0: Oh, I totally agree. It does take a village for sure. You know, I remember my husband at one point, he said, look, get the project done. You know, it was team spirit on our part. We have to be you know strong partners and he has to see uh, my dream and I see his and we have to work together. And I remember him saying, I'll just take all four kids to the park. I know we both have four children and I thought, this is going to be great. I just will have the house to myself and I'll be able to just knock this project out. And he called me and he's like, I can't find like kid number three. And I thought, Lord, have mercy. Where's this child? And it turns out he was stuck in a porta potty at the soccer field. Yeah. And there was this huge line and people were just like, what's going on with this person? And the doorknob had come off and we had to call maintenance. And I thought, felt like at some point my head was going to explode. You know, at some point you just feel like. Okay, the pressure and the stress of it all is just too much. But I love how you talk about it takes a village, uh, find your zone of genius and ask for help. So what are some of the things you've done to reach out?
1: Yeah. So in the beginning, this was a really hard lesson for me. I always say that I come from a very long line of strong women and overachievers. And to admit that I couldn't do it all was really difficult. And I think it was, it came from this idea that I could balance all the plates. I could keep all the plates spinning all at once because, you know, God made us women to be able to do that. And what I found along the way was when I tried to do that, the really important things ended up falling on the floor and being broken. And so I had to come to a place of saying, what is most important to me in this season? And where are the areas that I can either delegate or delete? Um, And the delegating for me looked like getting my business to a point where I could hire someone to come and clean my house. And that sounds so maybe, you know, just every day. But For me, it was massive because when I had someone come and clean my house, I could devote that time that I would be spending doing that to being with my children one on one. And so for a while, that is kind of an exchange that I was willing to make. Um, And then later, as my business grew, it looked like delegating other tasks in my business so that on the weekends, I can truly be unplugged and be one-on-one with my family. Um, and then in, in other ways, in the delete category, it looked like, I mean, I didn't binge watch Netflix anymore. Um, when I was folding laundry, I was listening to personal development. Or when I was in the evenings, um, I, instead of binge- binging, I was uh, talking to my husband and connecting with him. So it really caused me to become fiercely, fiercely intentional with my time, um, which I'm really thankful for because, because of the season I was in, I did not have the luxury of a lot of margin. And so I had to create it myself and um, it was not an easy road. I don't want your listeners to think that it was easy at all. Um, It was definitely a process, but one that I'm really, really thankful that I went through because now four years later with a much bigger business and a lot more pulls on my time, I have learned how to pick up the right plates along the way and how to set aside others that aren't as more as important.
0: I like that. You saw the need for organization and efficiency in your time because we only have 24 hours in a day and everyone has exactly. the same like 86,400 seconds or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. So I like that you were able to look at it and go, Okay, if if I binge Netflix I mean, I have done that. I went to a chiropractor sure. once, actually not too long ago. I was watching The Crown. Apparently everyone else has watched it but me. And I watched the entire thing in like, I don't know, seven days or something crazy. And my chiropractor, I said, Something's wrong. I don't know what's wrong and he said, You have Netflix neck Oh my word. <laughs> oh my gosh, is that a thing? But I love that you're you're pulling together and you're saying, okay, this is all the time that we have. This is what I'm going to do. It's so easy to get on TikTok and see the funniest videos you've ever seen, and you look up and it's like an hour and fifteen minutes later, and you're thinking, oh my gosh. Okay, I want to go back to um, you had said you said that sometimes it feels like a lot of broken pieces that's created this mosaic. those broken pieces can feel like some of the lowest moments. Could you Mm -hmm. maybe describe one of those low moments? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So there have been plenty, um, but one that sticks out in my mind most vividly was in 2019. um, I had been really hustling hard in my business. And as a side note, I do not have a problem with hustle. I have a problem with the hustle culture, Um, but hustle just means, you know, a lot of Energy directed in one location, and so I had really had a lot of energy and time focused in my business, and it had gone really well for a couple of years. Um, but I had really gotten off track in that I was striving for a couple of different goals, um, and because of that, I, I began to see some relationships fall apart around me. Um, some friendships fall apart. I began to see that um, my children were were kind of constantly. Co- Needing attention, and I think it was because I my head was down a lot, um, and just they they were wanting that eye contact with me, and I just lost my way, and consequently. Even with all that energy going into my business, I began to see my business suffer um, because my focus was in the wrong place. And so I remember just kind of coming to the end of myself and saying, you know, if I can't turn my business around, then I'm just going to quit altogether because I didn't think that I was thriving in any areas that were important to me. Um, And I didn't feel like God really was giving me the freedom to, to lay the business down. I felt like he was saying, get help. Um, for the areas that you need help in. And so I ended up making a pretty sizable investment in um, some some training and some development. And through that, what's interesting is I thought that it was going to be to continue growing my business. I thought it was t- to turn my business around. Um, and what I ended up doing was really creating um, just kind of a, it reformed my heart almost um, in, the, in the direction of what, what I was truly passionate about. And that was just one of the biggest surprises because it came right before 2020. And I was all excited about some of these new things that I was discovering and then quarantine hit. And I remember thinking, seriously, God, like, seriously, you would begin to bring me out of this pit that I felt like I was in. And then all of a sudden, we're in quarantine. And I don't even know if my business is going to survive. And I just remember that was the moment where I had to make a decision, I had to cut off all other options, and decide what truly was important to me. And through all of 2020 is really when I became um, so intentional about what was the most important thing to me and cutting off everything else that wasn't. And um, that looked like having to say no to a lot of really good things so that I could say yes to the best
0: things. Um, well, what did that, and, what were some of the no's? What did you yeah, have to so turn So a
1: lot of the no's, honestly, were like being in charge of PTA, um, being room <laughs> mom.
0: Girl, you have to watch school. the PTA though. If you um, give them yeah. your phone number, yeah. they will never, yes. <laughs> they will hunt you down. <laughs>
1: um, I mean, it, saying no to things at my church that were really good things. Um, saying no to uh, opportunities that I had to use even some of my gifts like leadership and, um, you know, mentoring and things like that. Uh, I I just really had to get so clear on what my calling was right then. And in 2020, that looked like pivoting my business, which is a whole thing. And it looked like prioritizing my children. And that was it. Those were my two things that I said yes to. Um, And it was hard. It was so hard because I felt I had to struggle with mom guilt in a lot of areas. Um, But through that, God has really taught me how to walk confidently in the path that he's given for me without turning my head from side to side. I don't know if that answers your question. Specifically, oh, yes, but,
0: absolutely. Yeah. This is such good information. I hope that women are out there taking notes today. I'm taking notes. I love the fact that you're getting super efficient. And even oftentimes we have to set boundaries by saying no, even when it's something so amazing. A lot yeah. of times people think, oh, we say we should say no just to the bad things. But hey, it's the good ones that often trip us up. And there are a yes. lot of great hearted people that want to incorporate us or want us to be a part of something. But there is a season, there's a time and place, you know, and um, I'm a firm believer that there's not true balance because when you're here, no. you're not there. And when you're there, <laughs> you're not here. But yes. as a woman, you know, oftentimes I'll talk to my husband and he is so compartmentalized. <laughs> and me, on the other hand, I am thinking about the groceries and the kids and the project. I've got it. It's just all in my head at once because the cape that I, you know, virtually have on some days, it just feels like even that's not working. Calgon, take yeah. me away. That's not working. Yes. Mean, but it's really getting yourself aligned with the word of God, with Jesus, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, and just getting your yourself aligned with the word of Jesus, because oftentimes it's easy to just want to do everything ourselves. I mean, I know that oftentimes I just want to do it without God because I think it's going to take time to pray. It's going to take time to read the word and get the answer. But he is our North Star. You know, God, he is the owner's manual. And Mm -hmm. when we set time aside to listen to what he has to say, things go well internally. They go well in our home. And when everything's working well in our home, it starts to work well in our business. It's all so connected, right?
1: Absolutely. I, and I love how you bring that point home because I think that was the biggest thing that I learned is that the anchor that was holding me down was had to be God's word. And that's what was gonna keep me from burnout um, because I think I had experienced burnout in 2019 and that's what I wanted to avoid when I kind of pivoted. And I have just found over and over and over that if I root myself And everything about what I'm doing in God's word, then everything else aligns. And instead of balance, then I'm achieving harmony, which is agreement in the things that are most important. And that is an easier yoke and kind of burden to have to carry than feeling like there has to be balance and you have to be in everything all the time, like you were saying.
0: That is a great point. You know, Psalms 4610 reminds us to be still and know that I am God. And I know it's so easy to just as a mom, those control issues, you know, people go, oh, moms have control issues. Well, we are constantly trying to keep kids alive and out of the road. And, you know, and if you want to call that control, then fine. But at the same time, we can't. It's like trying to, you know, wrestle the wind and make it go our way. You know, God, I'm sure, sits back and laughs and he's like, "Okay, well, when they get tired, (laughs) when they get tired of wrestling and all the control, They'll come back to me. And he's always there for us, for sure. Yes, praises. Let me ask you a little bit about the value of risk. I know in, in my book, Living Your Best Life, I talk about the value of risk or the value of a skinned knee. And what is the comedian's name? Steve Harvey. He has a book called Jump. And he talks about you want a successful business. If you want to build that dream, you have to jump. So yeah. what what are some of the risks that you've taken that maybe failed and you were able to kind of rework them into a lesson?
1: Yeah, I think that's a great question and it's it's funny because when I look back at just my whole journey so far, it's just riddled with risks and failure. And um, I think the biggest risk most recently was the training that I invested in, in um, December of 2019, um, because I couldn't afford it. And I honestly, it was going to require so much time and so much effort. um, And I did not have Uh, a clear sense as to if the investment was going to pay off in the long run. Um, But if I've learned anything, it's the fact that if we don't risk, then we are taking on a lifestyle of saying I am the one in control and God does not call us to live lives where we are comfortable and in control. He wants us to be reliant on him. And so every single time that I've had to take a risk, I've begun to look at it as an investment in building my faith that God is going to either use the failure to teach me a lesson, which is, honestly, way more important than it's succeeding in the long run, or he's going to use it to, you know, move my path in a different direction. And when you can look at it that way, I think it takes a lot of the power out of, you know, are we going to risk or not? And the fear of it, because it literally is like, why you have to risk in order to be able to have any kind of forward momentum. I Um, love it. And so, yeah, I, I think that risk is part of it. And if you don't want to risk, then um, you probably should not become an entrepreneur. That's the, that's the reality. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear you there. In the last minute here, what would be the quick three actionable steps, you know, to raising a family and building a dream? What kind of apps do you use to create efficiency or like what are those outside pieces?
1: Yeah. So uh, first is what we've already talked about. Begin your day with God. Um, that is literally the anchor that is going to hold you steady no matter what season of life you're in, because seasons do change. So start your day with God. Um, the second thing is invest in having training and personal development by reading um, and then having mentors come alongside you, whether that's a coach, whether that's someone ahead of you, you are going to have to have someone show you the way. And the best way to do that is to take initiative by getting a coach or a mentor. And then of of course, um, reading and listening to podcasts and that sort of thing um, along the way. And then the third thing that I would say is, um, really root yourself in a community of people um, that can hold you accountable.
0: Okay, that is great. How can they get a hold of you?
1: Yeah, um, so you can get a hold of me through um, Instagram, cultivate underscore legacy. Um, and on Instagram or on Facebook, Shelly C as in cat Tyson on Facebook, you can find me there. Um, and I would love to connect
0: with you. This has been so excellent. I appreciate your time, Shelly, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Hey, guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at four or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.